Running with Jake, the quick hit. Hi, this is Jake from Running with Jake, the podcast. Full episodes are released every Wednesday, but this is the quick hit, which is audio taken from one of the live videos on my social channels. This one is from the Instagram lives that I do every Friday with ex-GB athlete, fellow coach, and my friend, Joe Wilkinson. To follow us both on Instagram, just search for Running with Jake and Running Joe 10K. Let's get into it. Guys, we're in a great mood today, as you may have gathered. It is Good Friday, Easter weekend, very exciting. And we do want to talk about a hot topic today, aside from having a bit of fun. It is training paces, which is in the world of GPS watchers. We cannot escape Strava. We know exactly how fast we are running. We can get a little bit caught up on the whole thing, but clearly there is a place for focusing on training paces and understanding them. I don't think people always necessarily get their training paces right, Joe. Is this something you've ever experienced yourself over the years or have you always been bang on? Have you sometimes got it a little bit wrong with the, with the, the, the pace you run at? Oh boy, I've probably got it wrong more times than I've got it right. <laughs> I mean, you know, don't be fooled. Everybody gets it wrong. Everybody sets off at a crazy pace. Everybody thinks sometimes, what pace am I supposed to be running? Um, yeah, it's a funny old thing. Although I have to hark back to the good old days when I was on the track where all we talked about was training pace and paces, even without a GPS watch. Um, <laughs> there's always been a place for pace. I just wanted to throw that little rhyme in there. Sorry. <laughs> I think I think track runners, like yourself though, Joe, you've come from that kind of, you've got that background. They've always had that kind of awareness, I guess, and, and ability. I believe, to actually, you know, really dial into pace. I'm sure you do get it wrong. I'm sure everybody gets it wrong. But, you know, because you're on that 400 metre track, you know, you're clocking each lap. You, you you really build that awareness, which I think lends itself nicely. You'll know more about this than me. When you are out there running on the road, you, you develop a better sense of feel for pace. But I think for kind of the people that don't really hit the track, I think it can be quite difficult to know what pace to run at. And, you know, I think in this video, we should probably give people some thoughts on how they can kind of work out their pacing as well, because that's that's probably going to be a key question for a lot of people. And we hear this, don't we, with our runners? Is it am I is, is my easy pace? Is it right? Am I running too hard? Am I not running fast enough? How do I understand? So what thoughts have you got, Joe, on how people can work out their training paces? Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm laughing because the, what's the most common thing people say to us when they come and they start with a coach? I only run at one pace. <laughs> And often that's true. <laughs> and what's ironic is, is that pace could be a range of things from eyeballs out really, really hard to actually probably running a little bit too easy all the time. And, and what we all want to try and achieve is a range of pace, isn't it? In Within your training cycle, whether that's over a week or, or whatever period of time you choose, it's finding that range of pace. And for some people, that means the need to slow down on occasions. And for other people, that means the need to run faster on occasions. So it all depends where you're coming from, what you currently, what pace you run at. But I think what we, what I, you know, in the conversation we had beforehand, we started talking about was actually, in some ways, it's effort, isn't it? It's finding what, if you want to know what pace you're running, okay, but the most simple way is, you run 5k, you see what pace you can run it, that's your 5k pace. Boom, done, end of live, goodbye, see you next week. But we know that's not really a good way to assess it. It may be a way to assess it, but it might be that, you know, it's actually what effort have you put into running that 5k? 
So that's where then it becomes much more nuanced, I think, doesn't it, in what we're trying to nail down. So how do I find, how do people judge what their pace is? I would say, firstly, look at the effort you're putting in to it and look at the duration for which you're doing that effort. And then you can start to differentiate between what's your faster pace and what's your slower pace. But I think one of the things you wanted to talk about, wasn't it, was this whole thing around terminology and really, yeah, I, what do we mean? What do we, we throw these things around, easy, steady, fast, slow, 5K, 10K. Definitely. <laughs> and, and I think really, they're just labels. It doesn't really matter what you call a particular training pace, to be honest, if you label that as 5K, if you label it as steady, if you label it as whatever, as long as you understand what it is. So different coaches, different books, different websites, different resources will tell us, you know, use different terms for different kind of intensities. But it's just important that you know what they are. I mean, I I, I think I followed it, you know, back in the day, Joe, I think I followed a runner's, a runner's world plan for my first marathon. You know, you do Google, that'll do, you know, off the shelf type thing. And I think the plan I, the specific plan I followed, it used steady as marathon pace, the term steady, uh, similar to marathon pace. And brisk was the term for half marathon pace. I've never heard anybody use brisk to kind of define (laughs) half marathon pace. But the point is, it doesn't matter. You just got to know what it is. For some people, they call easy, easy. For some people, that, that, that effort of running is steady. And that's fine as long as you don't get too caught up in it and start kind of changing and switching between. And, you know, talking about going out and maybe running a 5K or testing, you know, how fast am I getting getting some information and data from that particular run, that session. I do think it's important to factor in your level of experience, because if you have, you know, the classic five zone model of running, whether that's heart rate, heart rate or pace, if you're very new to running and we've said this on quite a few of these lives on a Friday, you sort of, it's like a video game. You unlock paces. You unlock the next level as you build up your experience of fitness as a runner. So initially, you might, you might have only one pace, but it doesn't suddenly go from one to five. You might have one or two paces. It might develop to three. You know, sometimes when I test runners at the University of Derby and University of Bath, we'll give them three zones because that suits the individual at that time. And over time when they build up their fitness level and experience we might suddenly become you know might become four, a four zone model or a five zone model so you've got to always base things i believe on you and where you are currently and keep kind of checking in with where you are in terms of pace yeah and that comes back to you know you were saying about it's almost i think the only kind of thing i would say which i know that you you kind of agree with is that it's not always adding a level on top actually for someone as it is going down a level So just saying that you need to run more slowly for this effort and for this run that we're doing. And, you know, I was saying I often like to see how a runner runs for the first kind of two or three weeks before I really start to get a feel and only start to get a feel for what actually is their steady pace. So when I talk, you know, again, it is consistency of terminology, whatever terminology you want to use, but you should be consistent between you and, and you know your runner or, or consistent with yourself. So, you know, as we start to work out, this is what we mean by steady. And actually you need to step just back that intensity a little bit. This is what we mean by good pace. And actually for that one, I want you to try and push yourself a bit more. And right at the beginning, you said to me, do I ever get it wrong? And I think, you know, I do love to talk about consistent pace and, you know, can you run this pace consistently across this race, blah, blah, blah. But we all get it wrong. And sometimes you also have to experiment 
with it to see have I got it wrong or right because you know you set off on a faster pace than you might have run before you might find that actually that is something you can sustain for 5k or 10k or whatever but you know you sometimes you won't find that out almost until you give it a try and see so there you know there is a lot of you know learning by it through experience learning through trying things um you know just and adapting as you go along it's not right this is it on day one this is your pace and that will still be your pace on day whatever down the road isn't it it's that kind of evolving so you know with your guys it's testing and then having a you know retesting and looking at what's the change it's an ongoing process isn't it which is what you're saying there joe and, and you're absolutely right and if it wasn't an ongoing process in many different areas of training we probably would be out of a job because we're constantly <laughs> kind of checking in on what runners are doing and what's happening and what their paces are and kind of trying to to guide them through the whole process and the journey and it and it isn't so easy i'm laughing because we've, i've got sam that's jumped on here now you, you mentioned kind of when you work with new people sam's relatively new he's already said actually he's only been with know, me one month four me. weeks <laughs> He's already coming over to you because he thinks you're more professional than me. <laughs> Sam, you, you, you're done, mate. You, you signed the contract. You're with me for life. But Sam's doing amazing. You know, all I'm saying, um, Sam, I'm sure is you... also, you really don't know me that well then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Sam won't mind me saying that he he some of his runs were too quick so I'm really having to kind of label the sessions title them specifically hold yourself back do not go any faster than this pace and and, and as you say when you first start to work with somebody in our case you you want to get their feedback as well not just judging it on pace and heart rate how does it feel you know the talk mm. test could you speak a full sentence could you hold a conversation you know, um, is it is it just sort of sort of kind of broken conversation or or short phrases or single words or could you not speak at all? Do you like the talk test, Joe? Do you think that's something that people watching this that don't work with a coach could apply themselves? It's it's quite an old way, isn't it? Of old it school is, way of understanding your effort. Yeah, absolutely. I actually often live and die by it. I think particularly because I think with some of the G well with you know GPS watches and with some of the heart rate when you're measuring your heart rate off a wrist watch you know they can be quite inaccurate and they can fluctuate quite wildly you know and sometimes somebody will say to me gosh I did this run it looked like my heart rate was 175 average now for most people that would be a pretty hard effort and I'll often look to them and say but how did you feel you know to judge the accuracy of it and likewise with pace we know thick cloudy day um, running through forest or, or in the middle of the city of London, your GPS and those external um, kind of parameters are not going to be very accurate. So therefore, if you can judge yourself, can I actually have a bit of a conversation while I'm running? I find it's a really good way of managing the steady. I think when you get to the faster paces, you probably don't need to do a talk test. You probably know. <laughs> <laughs> at that point you know you probably know what kind of effort you're putting in because you literally are breathing heavily and you cannot talk um so i find it much more useful when you're trying to exercise some discipline in pace then i think it's much more useful to use that as a test um then like i say when you're trying to train harder but i think the question is what people ask is why is it important we're talking about training paces why why do we need to work out these different training paces what do they bring to our training i mean i would say in answer to that joe is without overthinking it so people watching this without getting too caught up in it all in in its simple in, in the simplest form if you work at different 
intensities, you get different benefits and they all come together on the day of your race. Now, they're not exclusive, by the way. I want to make that point. So it doesn't mean that if you suddenly switch from, let's say for argument's sake, your easy pace is, is eight minute mile to nine minute mile. It doesn't mean that if you suddenly dip under eight minutes per mile and you're running at 7.59, the, the, the benefits completely change. They don't. Of course, it's a continuum. <laughs> they kind of cross over. But that's basically the best way that I think people can understand the importance of different training paces and different intensities. It's like baking a cake. If you only use one ingredient, the outcome wouldn't be great. You want to make sure you mix things up a little bit, get the balance right, of course, so it tastes good at the end. And ultimately, you achieve the, your goal and you don't get injured. So that is absolutely paramount any thoughts on that joe yeah absolutely i think you just to say to people you can get a certain level of fitness by just going out and running at one pace any form of exercise will get you fitter it depends on the range of fitness that you want and the goals that you have and it's the most effective way to do that is put a range of pace in there and there's all kinds of you know t you know sports science reasons why that but i think going back to what holly's just said on the comments yeah there are now a lot of zones and it gets really complicated and actually it, it is really quite simple if you run a bit harder and a bit easier then you actually overall will generally get fitter and run faster it does really come down to it being that simple and yet we often you know i think i think there is a point around these zones you know you get things where you can have like zone 5a b and c and goodness knows what it just gets absolutely so over complicated um that i think then you can get too much involved in the finer detail and as you say it's not a case of 759 is is this um <laughs> 759 is going to bring you this benefit and eight minutes is going to bring you that benefit it's a continuum isn't it and we you know you were saying i, I in the conversation was saying oh this is my pace but actually, most of the time, we're talking about a range of pace. With even within a steady pace, we're talking about, you know, that might be eight to eight thirty per mile or something like that, isn't it? It's that kind of, you know, there's always a range to it. I think. Yeah, it's not one single number. I mean, of course, if you're targeting a, a race, a marathon, or whatever distance, and you want to really achieve a time, then yes, you have a, have a pace in mind. It's still going to be a range, but I think the range gets more narrow the closer you get to the race and kind of race, you know, target specific. When you're starting off with really easy stuff, the range tends to be a little bit broader and it gets more specific as you as you get quicker. But I, I like this. Is is Holly? Is it rushed by nature that's saying too many zones and and keeping it simple and stuff? I think that's a really great point. What what you're saying there, it, it does need to be simple. I think. It's it's, it doesn't it's rather it doesn't need to be over overly complicated the only caveat to that the thing that i would add is i think it takes a certain level of ability to have that awareness of effort and it's not i think some people are better at it than others kind of naturally but i think it's something we can all develop no matter and fine-tune no matter what our experience you know really dialing into the body how am i feeling today how am i feeling at this pace and not only how am i feeling at this pace if you want to take it one step further I'm finding this pace quite hard. Okay, I'm finding this pace quite hard today. Is that cardiovascular? Is it is it your breathing that's the issue, or do you actually is your is your breathing okay? Is it just your legs that are absolutely battered and you're just feeling really heavy, or maybe you're a little bit sore? You've got some DOMS from a strength session that you did previously. So, kind of understanding you and effort and what it means to you, I think, is something that can be quite fun to explore, and it should be ongoing. We should always kind of think about that, because we don't always feel the same every day, do we, Joe? We no. Do, Joe, in any, any area of life, you don't wake out of bed and think, <laughs> I feel exactly the same as I did yesterday. No. Definitely otherwise, not. we wouldn't ask people, how are you today? 
How do you feel yeah. today? Do you know? And that's actually, so I know Holly very well. We, we were teammates on, um, on the GB team quite a few years ago. Um, and she's a very experienced runner. And she said there, you know, my easy days can be, you know, one day could be one pace, one day could be completely different. And, and exactly, it's how you feel on the day. And that's where sometimes I think getting too hung up on numbers is is detrimental but i think what's interesting is you know holly like myself like yourself we're experienced runners we've been running for a long time and with that comes confidence and i think sometimes what people lack is actually confidence in their own ability to judge how they feel and too much on you know almost running by formulas so i you know we would say right we just need to go and run easy we know we need to run easy we know that the benefit of this easy run will give us a nice aerobic base you know, allow us to recover a bit from the fatigue from a harder session um, and build a bit of conditioning through our legs. We have the confidence to just go and run slowly. And I think sometimes that's what less experienced runners um, lack is, is just that, that confidence to go with, go with the flow. And, and then kind of later, you know, um, PGC1 coaching have also commented, you know, running happens in the real world, not in a lab. And I think, again, that, that comes into that whole thing, doesn't it? Which we can do all this testing. We can, you know, we can run on a track um, and test, or we can run on a treadmill and test. But at the end of the day, we also need to translate that into how it feels when you're running through a forest, up and down, into a headwind, which could be where you're doing your race. So it's 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 understanding pace and understanding how it fits into the whole bigger picture. Yeah, there's so many moving parts. It's really funny, isn't it? Because in one sense, running is really simple, <laughs> which we're saying here. But in another sense, there are a lot of moving parts and a lot of factors, and, and it keeps it simple if you embrace all those moving parts. Does that make some sense? If you just accept yeah. the fact that there's weather, there's how I feel, there's mood, there's energy levels, there's food, there's sleep, there's stress, there's da 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 footwear, whatever. Oh, if you accept that... No, sorry, it's a topic for another time. If you accept that, then I think it does keep it relatively simple. And off the back of that, I think it's important, and I used this phrase recently with one of my runners, I think you've got to back yourself and trust yourself and let yourself go with the flow, which is something you mentioned. So we often talk with runners, and I think it is important to hold them back a little bit because typically runners run a little bit too quick. Typically, that's a trap that we can all f often fall into, especially the easy stuff. We run too quick. Conversely, if somebody is really adept at running slowly, so they've nailed that, they're, you know, I'm cool with the easy stuff, fine. One of my runners mentioned on a session this week, uh, you know, I found this easy, da, 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 it was whatever session it was, um, but, but it was actually towards the top of that zone. And, you know, she was doing some zone, it was a zone session. Uh, and she was almost sort of doubting herself that she was, she was trying to hold herself back more than perhaps she should have done. And I just said, look, trust yourself. If you feel good on that day, then go for it. I can see you're not racing it from the pace and the data, but don't, you know, allow yourself to take the brakes off on those days when you do feel great, but just understand that you're still, as long as you're working within the boundaries, if you like, of of that that correct area. So, you know, it's still an easy run. You can still hold a conversation, albeit a little bit broken. I think that's key. And just, just something that popped into my head with something that you mentioned earlier, Joe, I think what can help is understanding the purpose of the session. So to hold yourself back if you really ask yourself, you know, Jack Daniels, I, you know, I really like Jack Daniels as a coach and, and his philosophy. And he often talks about what is the purpose of the session? Now, if you're somebody that just actually wants to go out 
and run on one day because you want to enjoy it. That's the purpose of the session. That's fine. But you can also get into the detail a little bit more. So if you know that a recovery run is to get you feeling better, ready for a, a tougher session that Joe set you perhaps later in the week, then you know why you're doing it and you know why you should be holding back and you know why you should be able to speak in complete full sentences. And I think it enables you to execute it accurately. So, you know, as you're lacing up, waiting for the GPS, the satellites, just ask yourself, what is the purpose of the session today? And if you can answer it, I think you're on your way to making sure that session's accurate. Yeah. I'm done there. I'm done. <laughs> and I'm there done. endeth the lecture. <laughs> da, da, da. Do you think do you think there's any um do you think there's any cost, Joe, or considerations really when running for training paces? So you know we're talking, you know, we touched on feel and stuff, but specifically about paces, do you think there's any considerations that people need to kind of be mindful of? I'm th- I, I suppose what I'm saying here really is a bit of a loaded question. I'm thinking in terms of like weather conditions, for example, not just how somebody feels, but, you know, oh, if somebody yeah. goes out there and they think, oh, that's my pace and that's it. And then, you know, they're running in crazy into a crazy headwind or it's super hot or, I mean, you know what it's like specifically yes. in the UK where we are, the weather can change <laughs> so drastically. Yeah, totally. And I think actually in some ways, so I think there's two, almost two end, you know, we talked about a spectrum of pace and I think there's a, there is a kind of spectrum of where we're trying to adjust it as well. So at one end, we've just, you know, we've had a conversation about trying to run more easy and understand the purpose of that and why you should slow down. At the other end, where we're doing intervals and you might be really trying to hit, you know, you're pushing yourself quite hard, you know, so I've just done a session five by 1K um, with my son, trying to run a good 5K pace, uh, whatever that might be, which is slightly slower than I would like, but never mind. Um, <laughs> But, you know, you're pushing yourself a bit harder. And so then actually what becomes, you know, we can almost get caught up in the whole detail and beat ourselves up because we didn't hit this particular 5K pace that we were trying to hit. So I think, again, it's about just accept that it's not pure pace. If you're running in an open environment um, and you're running on different terrain, you may have the wind. So we did have the wind on kind of half of this K loop that we were doing all of that is going to affect it so again just don't get hung up on the numbers except that it's about the effort even when you're trying to do a very specific pace session so even when I used to run on the track and on the track we did do a lot of stuff particularly looking at the shorter distances around 1503 k you know you're really trying to run a, a, a quite a specific pace on those track sessions but even then we'd say do you know what some days it's absolutely blowing a hoolie down the back straight And there's no way I'm going to hit the times that I want to hit. So it's accepting that you aim for this pace. You have a reason why you're doing it. But ultimately, most of the time, it's still underpinned by the effort that you're trying to run. And and as you say, understand why are you trying to do it? And I think there's a confidence thing there as well to say that, do you know what? We, We love PBs. But there would be nice sometimes to be able to put an asterisk by a PB, isn't there? Or, or a race result to say it was really windy or <laughs> just was knackered today. Do you know what I mean? We kind of, we see them very objectively sometimes as, as numbers on a page and we don't always think about what were the conditions in which we ran that. So I think, you know, again, it's about looking at the detail, looking at the end result, but also appreciating the context with which you ran it. So I'm, I'm listening to what you're saying here, Joe, and I'm thinking... <laughs> Here's a curious question, right? Here's a curious question. I feel a tangent coming on. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't know. I don't know. Let's see where it goes. It's exciting. It's Friday. Who cares? We're both round. We haven't showered yet. It doesn't matter. We've so, had too much chocolate a, already. I know. I know. Here's a curious question. If nobody knew about the session that you did 
and that includes, I guess, races as well. But if, if there was no Strava, if you couldn't speak to anybody and tell them, which I know is a bizarre concept, there's probably a chance that you wouldn't be as bothered. And there's probably a chance that you wouldn't push the limits quite as much as you do. Because of the world of Strava and, oh my gosh, people are going to see what I've done and uh, uh, uh. All of a sudden, things matter more in your head, but they don't matter in the reality, in the real world. They don't matter. People don't care. People don't care what pace you ran unless they're being supportive. Now, I don't think they do, Joe. And, and no, I don't I, know if you can disagree with that. I don't think they do. I think in the, <laughs> the vast majority of people, in my experience, really care about the sessions that they do in the races. They want to achieve their own targets, but they actually want everybody else around them to do well. You know, I'm not talking about elite athletes that are on the track competing against one another but the mass majority of runners the, the vast majority of runners that take part in these different races they want everybody to do well they just want to achieve their own goals as well I don't think people look at Strava I certainly don't and think well look how slow that person was today well that's pants I'm going to message them and tell them I don't even think that at all I just think well done mate you ran top job fantastic it's your goal and I feel I do feel really strongly about this and I think people would unlock a lot more joy from their running I really believe that if they just allow themselves to take off some of that pressure and not worry about other people it's not about other people it is about you so here's my counter argument to this I am not on Strava well I am on Strava but anybody that wants to follow me feel free because you won't see anything on there (laughs) (laughs) Strava is Satan here Strava is Satan I know there's a real anti-Strava thing going on I have nothing against Strava and I don't really care what other people think about my runs but I care what I think about it. That's what was making me laugh all the way through that because I used to do some sessions on a track and you know, on my own, um, just in writing down religiously the rep times and boy, I cared if they weren't the time that I wanted. Um, so it's almost the other extreme sometimes I think and I know, uh, so uh, Vicky, who has just run an amazing 10K PB today, which I have to congratulate her on, um, has said something about you know sometimes you do these sessions and you know it's focusing on effort not on pace because also I know you can become very obsessed because dare I generalize and say amongst some of us runners we have a little bit of an obsessive compulsive uh, streak within us and it's not so much what's on Strava and what's other people think it's also our self comparison with ourselves and what we did last week and what we did the week before and what we aspire to do so yeah I think there is the Strava thing but I know for myself and I know for a lot of the runners I work with now, there's also a, you know, it's the record keeping and you know what you run and you know what you want to run and it bothers you whether you've done it or not. Do you know, it is it is funny, Joe, because, and I'll try not to sort of extend this too long, otherwise we'll be here till like 2pm. Our stuffy people are off today anyway, so we just keep going? <laughs> yeah, what but- the hell? It's quite interesting, the the angle I come from, actually, because I don't know if you do know this. Um, I I was relatively late to Strava, I think, and I, I've never really been a, a club guy. Do you know what I mean? I've, I've joined, well, really one club, um, and, and that was only kind of not, not for not that long down here, and it kind of didn't work out in terms of the times that they met and all this stuff. So I've never really somebody that gets that ever really got caught up on like the power of 10 and race results do you know what i mean and all oh, that's going to affect this and strava and and in, in all honesty i think if i wasn't doing a if i wasn't a coach and doing like the running with jake stuff i probably wouldn't be on strava because i'm not really that bothered if that makes sense i, I just i i do it because it's a bit fun and i try to have a laugh with it and i, I put some tips on there and things like that and people can see what i'm doing the mistakes i make as well as kind of the good sessions i always share you know the warts and all 
But Strava for me isn't something that I necessarily get super caught up on. But you can clearly see from the comments here, people just going, you know, Strava's Satan. That's why Strava's <laughs> the devil. Unless they pause it and claim it as a PB. I mean, this is the thing. It's, it's, it's crazy, but I also completely get it. But I think if you can just get this out of your head a little bit. And I, I mentioned Sam earlier who commented earlier on this thread on the live. And Sam sent me a really nice email earlier in the week and sort of reflecting on his first month of running and coaching and whatnot. And he said that he's trying to work on ignoring people that pass him in the park. You know, that kind of... Yeah. I don't even know them. <laughs> I don't even know them, you know. And it can be a little bit like that with Strava as well. We've got to, kind of, got to keep on reminding ourselves that our goal is our goal. A bit like Vicky, you know, top job running the... the was it a 10K, sorry, Joe, was it? It was PB? a 10K, yeah. You know, amazing, amazing. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. That's amazing and that's going to make you feel great. And that's it. But that is it. I think one of the important things to pick up from that 10K PB was that, to be honest, I didn't expect to do it and she didn't expect her to do it because we haven't really focused on that. But also, recently, training, you know, you wouldn't necessarily look at look at the some of the pace in training and think that was brilliant. And I know, you know, we've had to do a bit of work about saying, look, we're not in, we're not looking at fast pace at the moment. Don't worry about it. So I think that more than anything, the lesson to take from that is that training is training and that we do these things in training we do these paces because it's all about training and there's a kind of practice element to it there's obviously the whole physiological getting fitter element but there's also a practice element and it doesn't matter it is just training at the end of the day it's how does that affect you know what is the impact of that when you stand on the start line and race so see, and I think that's one of the things that people, when they do get caught up in the whole Strava thing, and also sometimes don't perhaps manage their training paces with as much discipline as they could, is the fact that, you know, you forget it's training. It is just training. <laughs> you know, put it over there, forget about it. Nobody cares. Let's deliver on the day. That's when it's important what pace you've run. That's when it's really important what you do and what your results are. I think we're going to burn out, you know. We, I think we're going to be shattered by about 3 p.m., Joe. We're just going to crash. We got pretty pretty passionate today, didn't we? we, we got, come on. It's, it's because we both ran before. Guys, I hope you enjoyed that, a chat around training paces. So what's the key takeaway from this? If you go out the weekend doing an easy run and you cannot say the quick brown fox jumped over the, la the lazy dog, then you are running too hard. I can't say it. I'm running too hard. Guys, have a great rest of the day. Have a great weekend, whatever you're up to. We'll be back next next friday 12 30 on your page my page i can't speak <laughs> at running joe 10k give joe a little follow run safe guys enjoy it don't eat too many eggs speak to you all very soon that was running with jake the quick hit hear the brand new full-length podcast every wednesday or catch up now by searching running with jake the podcast